0: The purpose of this segment is to talk about Tier 2 within a response to intervention system. You'll recall, or you might already know, that response to intervention is an instructional frame in which we are organizing our instruction and interventions based upon the intensity that's necessary to meet the needs of our students. In the first two segments, we talked about what RTI was, what the frame looked like, in the last segment, we talked about what tier one, or core instruction, should look like. In this segment, we're going to talk about tier two. Tier two is also known as supplemental, or strategic instruction. It is always in addition to what a student receives in core instruction. It is additional time. It is additional focus. And the instruction and the materials are designed to improve a student's chances of being successful with just core instruction. Now, some things about tier two instruction. Tier two instruction is delivered to groups of students. You'll recall tier one is what everybody gets. Tier two is what some students get, groups of students. Typically, we determine who needs tier two instruction through data that are collected on all students. That could be district-wide assessments. could be benchmarking data. It could be behavioral referrals to the office, behavioral incidents. It could be through a wide variety of data. It is typically not, first, diagnostic data. Teachers know which students are not responding to core instruction. In fact, 85 percent of the students in a building who are struggling academically and behaviorally are doing so for the same five to seven reasons. So these are groups of students who share common needs. Let's take a second grade example. One of the primary functions of second grade literacy instruction, as you know, is to develop fluency skills. Fluency skills, words read fluently correctly per minute, are important to developing comprehension skills. They're good prerequisite skills to comprehension. Every second grade in every school, every year, is gonna have students who are not meeting fluency proficiency marks. We know that, we know it ahead of time. We don't have to wait to find out who those students are. We may not know the names of the students next year, but we know next year and the year after and the year after that we are going to have to have additional supplemental instruction in the area of fluency. So Tier 2 is designed to provide additional instruction and supports for students who share common academic and behavioral needs. The approach that is used most frequently in Tier 2 is known as standard protocol. That means we identify common needs of students identify evidence-based instructional practices that are designed to improve those skills and deliver that to all the students who need it. Unlike tier three, where we're more likely to go in with individual diagnostic assessment of students, tier two is fluency, might be comprehension. Middle school, it could be study skills, organizational skills comprehension strategies, skills that a significant number, but not all, students need year in and year out. Now some things about Tier 2 to make it successful. The common practice for so many years has been pull these students out of the class, provide them with additional instruction delivered somewhere else by a person who's not that classroom teacher, and hope that that instruction help their performance back in the general education classroom. We've learned that that process, if not done correctly, is not going to work very effectively. Teachers, supplemental instruction teachers, are working very hard with these students. General education teachers are working very hard with these students. But the students don't seem to bridge the gap between that Tier 2 instruction and the performance in Tier 1. So what do we have to build in besides the supplemental instruction in order to ensure that supplemental instruction plus core instruction will enable those students to be successful in core? There are a couple of practices that really have to take place. In tier two, even though a teacher, a supplemental education teacher, might be teaching these kids increased fluency, increased comprehension, whatever the skills are, that in addition to teaching them those strategies, those strategies have to be applied to the core instructional materials. So supplemental Tier 2 providers have to utilize core instructional materials to apply their specialized instructional strategies to. So that means there has to be a good collaborative relationship between those supplemental providers and the core instructional personnel. Typically, general education teachers provide title teachers, uh, Title I reading, math, or other supplemental providers with their lesson plans ahead of time so that as those instructional strategies are taught to the students in Tier 2, those teachers can apply it to the content that the students are going to be receiving in the near future later that week or the next week. What we know is that pre-teaching review, and practice are three of the most powerful instructional strategies to improve student performance. So those supplemental instruction teachers can use that pre-teaching approach by applying specialized instructional strategies to content that the student is going to receive in the near future. In that way, the student feels confident that he or she has covered the material, that they comprehend the material, that they'll be able to perform in front of their peers in a successful manner, and that there's a direct relationship between that Tier 2 instruction and success in core instruction. How do we assess kids in Tier 2? What assessments do we use? Well, we might use assessments that are tied to those supplemental instructional practices to help identify which of those instructional practices or materials a student needs. But in order to find out if Tier 2 instruction is really successful, we have to continue to assess how that student receiving Tier 2 instruction is doing in Tier 1. So the ongoing benchmarking, the ongoing progress monitoring that is occurring in Tier 1 has to be the outcome measure for Tier 2. You will recall, or you may already know, that tier two and tier three is designed for about 20% of the kids in a building. Tier two is really designed to meet 14% of that 20%. In other words, two-thirds, give or take, of students who are struggling have to be able to be successful with tier two and core instruction. 14% of that 20% that we talked about earlier, that's 70%. So here's the bottom line. For all the students receiving tier two instruction plus tier one or core, unless 70% of those students getting supplemental instruction achieve proficiency, then supplemental instruction is not considered to be effective. We can't have more than about five or six percent of the students in a building requiring intensive instruction. We don't have the staff to provide intensive instruction for more than about six percent of the students. If we force more than six percent up to tier three, then we have to move more staff to tier three. That could mean reducing the number of general education teachers, increasing class size, in order to free up teachers to provide intensive instruction. Remember intensive instruction, which we'll talk about in the next segment, is quite different than core or supplemental. So the bottom line is, is that core needs to result in about 80% of our kids being proficient just with core instruction. Supplemental instruction adds about another 14%. So core plus supplemental has to grab anywhere between 90, 92, 93% of students and take them to proficiency, because we only have resources for a very small percent who need tier three instruction. And we'll talk about that in the next segment.